welcome to Sweet Tea and Dandy. <laughs> this is our extra episodes containing stuff with giants. Cause... Story Guide Part B. <laughs> part 4. Part 4. I think this is, I think we'll count this as 40. Let's go 40-ish. 40. I'm, technically this would be 42. Who cares? Just listen. You don't it's care. Content, 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 content. Just shut up and listen. You guys don't care about numbers. Shut up and listen. You're on the cloud giant today. But first, giants. The giants presented here in Volo's Guide to Monsters on page 146 are powerful than others of their kind, either because their gods have shown them favor and because fate has dealt them a bad hand or forced them to seek out the paths of power. I will say we have covered one of these. Um, they're on page 149 and they're called the Math of Grolantor. Mouth, not math of Grolantor. I don't think he can do math. He has an intelligence of minus three. I just imagine him sitting. Two plus two equals seven. Just so mad he can't get it. So yeah, no, um, those aren't um, a thing we're going to cover because we already did. So check out that episode if you want all the giants. There's six again in total. So Jamie's going to start us off by talking about cloud giant smiling ones. Smiling ones. Okay. I have a lot of names. Klaus Giants aren't on the whole religious. Same. Um, <laughs> they tolerate <laughs> they tolerate many conflicting ideas about their patron deity, Memnor. The smiling one strain that tolerates. <laughs> Same. Um, smiling ones are cloud giants who honor and emulate Memnor's craftiness and deceit above all else. They are trickster supreme who use sleight of hand, deception, misdirection, and magic. In their pursuit of wealth, they also possess a flair for unpredictab unpredictability and a wicked sense of humor. Same. Um, while cloud giants uh, expect a certain amount of trickery and deceit in their dealings with others of their kind, smiling ones overstep the bounds of decorum with their behavior, doing and saying things that nobler cloud giants consider beneath the dignity of their kind. I feel like I found my spirit animal. Spirit giant. <laughs> Is this my spirit giant? Um. Mysterious masks. Smiling ones take their name from the strange two-faced mask they wear. The smiling half of the face often looks more like a smirk or a triumphant sneer than a pleasant grin. The frowning half represents the displeasure smiling ones feel about their place in the ordinary, second to the storm giants. The masks serve as symbols of their devotion, but they also conceal the wearer's true facial expressions. As masks do. Um, here is the staff box. Uh, they are huge, cloud giants, chaotic neutral. They have a natural armor class of 15, 262, I am not doing that math, 21 D12 plus 126. <laughs> Just die. God, I wish I had a calculator. I um, have one, hold on. <laughs> I'll keep reading. Uh, they have a speed of 40, uh, strength of 26 with a plus 8. 378 is their maximum. Wow. That's impressive. Um, a strength of a 26 with a plus 8. A dex of 12 with a plus 1. Con of 22 with a plus 6. Intelligence of 15 with a plus 2. Wisdom of 16 with a plus 3. Charisma of 17 with a plus 3. The saving throws are con with plus 10. Intelligence plus 6. And charisma plus 7. Skills, we have Deception plus 11, Insight plus 7, with, uh, Perception also plus 7, and Slide of Hand with plus 9. It has a passive Perception of 17. It knows Common and Giant. It is a CR 11. 
with 7,200 XP up for grabs. They have innate spell casting. With the spell DC of 15, they use their charisma modifier. Uh, they can innately cast the following spells without material components. At will, they do detect magic, fog, cloud, and light. Three times a day, they can do feather fall, fly, misty step, and telekinesis. And once per day, they can control weather and use can uh, cast control weather or gaseous form. Um, the giant is a fifth level spell caster. Its spell casting ability, like I said, is its charisma spell save of DC 15 plus seven to hit with spell attacks. The giant has the following bard spells prepared. The cantrips at will are minor illusion, prestidigitation, and vicious mockery. First level, they have four slots including Cure Wounds, Disguise Self, Silent Image, and Tasha's Hideous Laughter. Second level, three slots. They have, they have Invisibility and Suggestion. Third level, two slots, Major Image and Tongues. They have the Keen Smell um, feet, I guess is what it is, ability. Yeah. The Giant has advantage on Wisdom. Perception checks that rely on smell. Again, I say it's because they're pot fought. Pot fought. Pot fought. Pot fought. <laughs> like I am. <laughs> I'm part too. <laughs> it has a multi-attack. It makes two attacks with its morning star, um, which is a melee weapon attack, plus 12 to hit or reach a 10 feet on one target. It does 21 up to 3d8 plus 8 bludgeoning damage. The attack deals an extra 14 or 4d6 damage if the giant has advantage on the attack roll. It again has a rock. <laughs> a ranged weapon. We, we don't have pictures of rock in this book. Sorry, guys. Uh, Picture a, a rock. normal rock. Just like the other cloud giant. <laughs> For some reason. <laughs> it's a um, nice boulder. You know what would be nice? I guess since they're in the clouds, they could have hail, like hailstones. Ooh, ice rocks. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's still ice. It's not rock. But I think it makes more sense than an actual stone. Ice. I guess it's just ice. <laughs> it's it's yeah. just ice, but it'd be like a big-ass piece of hail. Because it's yeah. the cold up there. I like See? it. There we go. Using the old noodle. Um, blah, 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 blah. Okay, their rock <laughs> has a plus 12 to hit. It has the 60 to 240 feet range. Um, it For one target on a hit, it does 30 up to 48 bludgeoning damage. The attack deals an extra 14 up to 24 damage if the giant has advantage on the attack roll. And then they can change shape. The giant magically polymorphs into a beast or humanoid it has seen or back into its true form. Any equipment the giant is wearing or carrying is absorbed by the new form. Its statistics, other than its size, are the same in each form. It reverts to its true. It reverts to its true form if it dies. That would be really scary if you're fighting like a dick named or Jimmy or whatever. Can you imagine if like some you run across some people being a dick to like I don't know an owl or something? Or a wolf, yeah. And then it it freaking changes shape into a giant. <laughs> thing, well, it, the only thing that changes is its size. So its stats would still be like 300 HP. It'd be the <laughs> toughest fucking wolf on the planet. <laughs> We've been orbit changing been... into something really boring like a cow. <laughs> <laughs> we keep trying to tip this cow, but it just won't move. It sounds a lot like Loki. Yeah, very much. I can yeah. totally see that. So what's its magic item also coming from the Ordinance um, of Ordning? Even, just for one second, there is a, um, a picture of a cloud giant smiling one. And I can definitely get Loki vibes. The co Even the coloration with the green and gold gives me Loki mm -hmm. vibes. So, totally. Um, blah, blah, blah. Mask of Pandora, second. 
Oh, okay. Um, as we have been using on our Giants episodes, we have the Ordinance of Ordning, which we found on Reddit. Um, I don't remember the poster's name. Uh, it's not there anymore. Shit. I'll we'll link it in our episode description. It's in our other episodes. We're still giving you credit. Look at his stuff. It's great. Um, Mask of Memnor is their item. It's a wondrous item. Very rare. Requires attunement. The sinister full face mask seems to scowl and sneer at the same time. A creature attuned to the mask can emulate the deceitfulness and deception of Memnor, trickster god of cloud giants. As an action, you can teleport up to 60 feet, making one weapon attack immediately before or afterwards. Wow. <laughs> that, that alone is just really cool. Um, if you make the attack before you teleport, then you are invisible upon arriving at your destination. The invisibility lasts for one minute or until you attack or cast a spell. If you make the attack after you teleport, you have advantage on the attack roll and you deal an additional 3d6 damage of the weapon's normal type die on a hit. Shit. <laughs> you can use this ability up to three times, but no more than one once per turn. The mass regains all expended uses at dawn each day. Damn. <laughs> Your dog is head buddy. <laughs> Our producer is very upset right now. He wants to play. <laughs> he wants to play, and we did a play session before our last recording, and now he's like, let's fucking party, bro! I was quiet for 45 whole minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you get. That's all you get. Um, but that's a pretty nice weapon. Like, uh, if, mask, you, yeah. if you do it, let's see. He, as an action, you can teleport up to 60 feet. Okay, that's already cool. Because it's not using your movement, it's using the item. So, if you make the attack before you teleport, when you get to where you're going, you're invisible for a minute, as long as you don't take an action. Mm -hmm. So, that that is my favorite thing, is the, this is best, I want a rogue with this, who's like, get out of dodge, like, nope, we're noping out, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. Jack. <laughs> if you make the attack after, you have advantage and you deal an extra 3d6. Just an extra extra up to 18 damage for funsies. Well, I, yeah. 3d6 damage of the weapons from So if it's like a piercing slashing weapon, it Okay, I was reading that wrong as in use the die of the weapon like 3d10 mm -hmm. or 3d8 yeah. but no they mean 3d6 and then Additional. whatever type of damage okay yeah and use it three times or once per turn so that i like that with the idea of a big monster especially if you have a healer who you really want to keep protected you have your squishy people like <laughs> you really need to keep protected they can come in Yank them real good and then mm -hmm. get out of there really fast. I think it'd be fun to do a kind of a switch up of like, oh, they teleported away from you after they hit you, but when they waited for it, they came in and did a shit ton of damage and then on the next turn teleported away. So that sounds rough. It sounds pretty boss. <laughs> yep. So for my giant, I'm going to talk about the fire giant Dreadnought. The ordning the fire giant emphasizes not just strength, but also skill at forgecraft. The foundry is the heart of any fire giant community. It is temple, school, proving ground, and political hub rolled into one. Those who have brawn but little brain are used cons usually consigned to the lowest of tasks, such as working, forges, bellows, and moving coal. 
However, those with wolves, which are strongest amongst them, can excel and gain rank, the Dreadnought. The Dreadnought is a weapon of war. They are massively powerful fire giants who wield two huge shields like plows. Plow blades. These shields bear strikes on their exterior. Spike. These shields bear spikes on their exterior and have hollow interiors inside, which the Dreadnoughts pour hot coals and fires at the. Oh my god, hold this dog. The dark makes me where I can't yeah. <laughs> These shields bear spikes on their exterior and have hollow interiors into which the dreadnought pours hot coals at the first sign of danger. Armed with its two shields, the dreadnought can present a fiery wall of any attacker. When the dreadnought has finished, often all that is left of a foe is a smoking smear on the floor. When not called onto the fight, dreadnoughts maintain their strength by using their shields to shove huge quantities of coal, stone, or ore about the foundry. Occasionally, dreadnoughts are called on by their superiors to accompany a war or diplomatic delegation. The presence of a dreadnought presents a fierce face in each case. So this is on page 147 of Volo's Guides to Monsters. Uh, it is a huge giant. It is a fire giant and it is lawful evil. It has an armor class of 21 because it has plates and shields. It has HP of 187 or 15 to 12 plus 90 with a speed of 30 feet. A strength at 27 plus 8 a dex of 9 minus 1 is hard to move when you weigh that much. Con 23 plus 6. Intelligence 8 minus 1. Wisdom 10 plus 0. And Charisma 11 plus 0. The saving throw is a dex of plus 4, a con of plus 11, and a charisma of plus 5. It has athletics of a plus 13 and a perception of 5. Uh, it is immune to fire damage, which is why it carries hot coals shields around. Uh, it only speaks a giant. And its challenge rating is a 14 at 11,500 XP. Their specialty is dual shields. The giant carries two shields, each of which is accounted for in the giant's AC. The giant must stow or drop one of its shields to hurl a rock. Um, for multi-attack, they use two fire shield attacks, which is a plus 13 to hit and a reach of 5 feet. It hits one target for 22, 48, plus 8 bludgeoning damage, plus 7, 2d6 fire damage, or seven, plus 7, 2d6 piercing damage. So you're doing a total of... 24 plus 8 of 32 is the maximum for that roll. 2d6 of 12 for fire, and 2d6 or 12 of bludgeoning damage if you get maximum rolls, which is rare. Lastly, they have shield charge. The giant moves up to 30 feet in a straight line and can move through the space of any creature smaller than huge. The first time it enters a creature's space during this move, it makes a fire shield attack against the creature. If the attack hits, the target must also succeed on a DC 21 strength saving throw, or be pushed to the head of the giant for the rest of this move. If the creature fails to save by 5 or more, it is also knocked prone and takes 18 or 3d6 plus 8 bludgeoning damage, or 2966 plus 8 bludgeoning damage if it is already prone. So this thing's going to fuck you up either way. If, especially if it's running at you and trying to barrel down on your entire existence. Like, that that's terrifying. To describe what they look like, it looks like a giant giant wearing a giant, a giant giant wearing full plate mail holding two massive shields that cover their entire height, which is a fire giant of like eighteen feet or something, and they're smoking hot they're burning red because of all the coal and heated elements inside of them. And they have a whole bunch of spikes on the outside. Spikes everywhere. It all reminds, are over spikes. I don't know what they're called. I don't never I don't do fort spooks. Fort spook. <laughs> Gotta love that fort spoot. Shit. God. 
Okay, I don't do the sports ball. I don't know what they're called. Bed the sports. Cleats. <laughs> the football players use. You know when they're running and they'll run into like it's a fake guy. And they yeah. It. it looks like that, but they're running with them in front of them. With spikes, of, and with spikes and, and fire. And coal and it's like they did that, but they're charging you and they're on fire. It looks almost like a snow plow. Kind of reminds me of that. Yeah, they're used to. Sh- they're essentially like a bulldozer where they put them together and shove stuff around. So their magic item, also from the Ordinance of Ordning, is the Shield of Surtur. Shield. It is very rare. It requires attunement by a character proficient with shields. The craftsmanship of this black steel plus one tower shield would be enough to catch the attention of even a skilled fire giant blacksmith. While holding the shield, you have resistance to fire damage. When attuned to the shield, you can use its magic to emulate some of the cunning and vicious tactics employed by fire giants on the battlefield. Once an ability has been used, it cannot be gained again until the next dawn. You have the ability to use Disruptive Smash. When a creature within five feet of you makes a melee weapon attack, you can use your reaction to bash it in with the shield. Make a melee weapon attack roll against the creature. On a hit, you deal bludgeoning damage equal to 2d4 plus your strength modifier and the creature's attack misses. You must make use this feature before you know whether the triggering attack hits or misses. As a bonus action, you can also use the Juggernaut's Impact. You can attempt to knock a creature within 5 feet of you off balance by rushing it with the shield. The target must make a strength saving throw of DC plus 13 plus your strength modifier. On a failed save, the target takes bludgeoning damage equal to 2d4 plus your strength modifier, and all attacks against it have advantage until the start of your next turn. On a successful take, it takes half damage and suffers no other effects. So this is a really good one for really bludgeoning the shit out of your enemies to hit them enough where you can kind of knock them off their step and then turn around and also as advantageously, advantageously beat the shit out of them. Good times. I, I'm they, kind of bummed it doesn't do fire. A little bit, but they have far greater weapons than their counterparts. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. <laughs> yeah, their items are kind of, I would say these are kind of lame considered like the caster or the morning star wielders, but I'd say for an NPC to wield something like this, that's a pretty powerful oh, item. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I'm just, I'm making the comment of comparing weapons compared to the monster manual giants as compared to weapons made for these giants, these weapons seem far superior. Yeah. So, I don't know. Take that everyone. Take it. Okay. <laughs> so, our last disease on our train of fun diseases <laughs> is called disease. Sight Rot. This painful infection causes bleeding from the eyes and eventually blinds the victims. A beast or humanoid that drinks water tainted by Sight Rot must succeed on a DC-15 constitution saving throw or become infected. One day after infection, the creature's vision becomes blurry. The creature takes a negative one penalty to attack rolls and ability checks that rely on sight. At the end of each long rest after the symptoms appear, the penalty worsens by one. When it reaches negative five, the victim is blinded until its sight is restored by magic such as lesser restoration or heal. Sight rot can be cured using a rare flower called eyebright which grows in some swamps. Given an hour, a character who can proficiently use the herbalism kit can turn the flower into one dose of ointment. Apply to the eyes during a long, before a long rest. One dose of it prevents the disease from worsening after that rest. After three doses, the ointment cor- cores. After three doses, the ointment cures the disease entirely. Sight rod. Sight rod. So that one looks like after a day, it takes over. So, um... 
once you fail the first save, there's no going back on it. So you have to heal this one or use the recovery's potion, right? Because there's no other way to save from it. So after six days total, you are blinded. That's so sad. Less, lesser restoration or heal is used. And it causes bleeding from the eyes and eventually blinds the victims. Imagine waking up in the morning after the first night of it and you've got blood dripping out of your eyes. And it says it hurts. Yeah. So I, I've had infections, like eye infections, and the pain from that mm-hmm. or really bad sinus infections where it pressure behind your eye. I can't imagine something like that where, mm-hmm. no, no, no thanks. I've scratched my cornea once. I mean, I've had my cornea open. But um, I mean, a professional did that. A professional did it. <laughs> but the first time, I was removing a contact and scratched my cornea, and it hurt like a motherfucker. Oh. I couldn't wear my contacts for a while. I had to put eye drops in. That shit burned God. constantly. So, this has been our fourth episode on giants. I am thoroughly like I. I wonder now why there are not more. Even just casual encounters with giants. Not necessarily combat encounters, but just seeing them, interacting with them, trying not to bother them, going around them, you know, things like that with giants. Considering there's so many types, and they're all over the fucking place. Like, I don't know. I think Storm King's Thunder is where you're really going to get a lot of interactions with giants. Although there is a giant in... Oh, what is that one we did with Sean? Oh, the Horde uh, of the Dragon Queen? Horde of the Dragon Queen has the flying, gi- Cloud Giant's Castle, I believe. That's true. We have to go and uh, get a mask from them, don't you? Uh-huh. One of the masks there. Yeah. Which... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it's not. Uh, <laughs> Only spoiler we give out. Don't bother with that fucking mask, okay? <laughs> uh, well, you can technically get it, but you have to do some crazy shit. Like you got to do one thing or the other thing, and we didn't yeah. do the other thing, so... And whatever. we ended up, I think at one point... A few of us had the shape water spell, and the castle is completely made of ice. So that was probably the funnest thing. Maybe it was a storm giant. I don't remember it was, what it was. It was spending like ten rounds just slowly holding oh, water. Because we used banish on one of our enemies, and because we banished them and they returned to the same exact spot, we just used shape water to dig a five foot wide hole. Of them just coming in and falling straight through to it their death. It was pretty ingenious. I was proud of us for that. <laughs> it was fun. We did great. Thanks for listening to our fun episode of Giants as we play catch up for missing a bit of content. We appreciate your time and effort and our effort and effort. All that effort. Yep. I'm all so tired. Uh, <laughs> we got one more though. We got one more. Yeah. Um, We're doing three Giants because they don't have as much stuff with them. Well, I regret talking about the disease because that throws everything off. Do we just want to save the last three for the last episode? Let's yeah, let's save it. Oh, last I didn't notice there's like five faces in this thing. Gross. Gross. Okay, Same but we'll save that for next one. Ha, ha, just ha. kidding. Thanks okay. for listening. You can find us on social media at Sweet Tea and D&D, all in word, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also check us out on our website at sweetteaanddnd.simplecast.com. There you'll find all of our references to our social media, as well as any content or resources that we use, including page numbers and links to the magic items from today. Have a good one. Also, you can follow Cooped Up with Cooper on Instagram. Bye! It's Cooped Up underscore with Cooper. Because <laughs> I couldn't get the Cooped Up with Cooper. It was already used. Oh, I'm sorry. Your handle's so complicated. I know, right? Poor me. Bye! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go.